forever. Dog. You know, to be fair, critics actually love White Lotus. Yeah, critics love. I'm just saying that I felt like the like it feels like the same. That like the look and the pacing of it all. Yeah, like the the same level of comedy. I think White Lotus is, you know, White Lotus is trying to be satirical um, a lot more than this film is. You know, like White Lotus is like tackling or feels like it's tackling white privilege a lot, lot more. Have you guys ever like been on a island, like a island wedding or like an island like vacation with other people? No. I've never been, no, I've never been to an island. Oh, I've definitely been to an island. <laughs> I've been, I've been to a family, vac- my first ever time going out of the country was a family vacation to the Bahamas. And my parents surprised us. Like they, we, we were told we were going to Ohio and that we were just going to go on a plane to Ohio, but then we were actually going to the Bahamas to meet up with our cousin's and our like our family who we would have seen in Ohio, but also other family too, who lived in I think Mississippi at the time, and we stayed at like the Sheraton or something. And like next to us was like in walking distance was the like this famous like Atlantic Hotel that's very fancy and like has you know like their own like aquarium essentially. <laughs> they have like sharks swimming in there. Anyway, it was. It was it was nice. And I have also been to Hawaii twice. I've never been to Hawaii. I want to go because it's close to L.A., right? I mean, it's like five or five hours, but it, I think like, no, but that's not bad. You know, no, I keep bad. thinking of which island to. But also, I have to be honest, I'm not a big beach person. I'm like, I'm trying to go to Jurassic Park. That's what I'm trying. to go. Oh, so you're trying to go to Hawaii, then, baby. That's what I'm saying. No, but there's a, you said which island. You got to go to the one. You got to go to whichever one Jurassic Park is. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, uh, sure. But I will say they all, you can get the like, it all feels like, like if you go to the forest kind of mountain foresty areas, like it looks like Jurassic Park. Like you go there and you're just like, oh my goodness. It has that feel regardless. All right, cool. Yeah. I yeah, only yeah. can imagine James in that job, like <laughs> put a Jurassic Park t-shirt on. I literally pulled up the Jurassic Park theme song on Spotify and blasted it <laughs> on my phone as we walked through this area that looks so much like Jurassic Park. I was wow. like, this is amazing. I, I, like, I, I realized I'm, I'm like a... Uh, it's so weird. I like visiting place that has a city attached, like kind of like a metropolitan. So it's not just... Like the reason I like South Africa a lot because you can go to the beach, but then you could, you know, drive up into the city and like walk around and stuff. Is it kind of like that? Oh, it is? Okay. Like Honolulu? Yeah, absolutely. Honolulu is a city. It's got all the city stuff and and the beach is right there. And the, the island is really, is pretty small. So even if you wanted to visit other parts of the island, like you can do day trips there because it's like, you know, an hour, an hour and a half drive and you can- Done. Go I'm going. Other parts. My yeah, birthday, yeah, I'm definitely. going. Go to Hawaii. Oahu. Go to Honolulu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's great. I can't wait. I'm actually super excited about it. Yeah. But uh <laughs> but I've never been I've never been to like uh I've never been with well, I've been with Tessa and then we had her friends there, but they had a family. So it still felt like a, a little bit of like a family vacation. I have never been with like like a bunch of just friends. You know what I mean? I feel like there's a little that's like a little different feel. I haven't done that. Yeah, I wonder what that would feel like. 
I, mean, I haven't been on too many trips. Me and like my high school friends used to go on trips. I mean, we went to Puerto Rico for a bachelor party in 2021. But you know what I realized? Like, it, it was still during the era when, you know, everybody kind of had their vaccination. Oh, so I take it back. That is a time when like, I thought everyone had their vaccination, but I had friends with fake cards. Yes, right. Oh, and stuff. whoa. Right, yes. So, I had, so, so That's so wild. Yes, so, so I, like, I had a lot of friends with fake cards. And then the thing is, it was one of those times where... <laughs> when did you learn that? Like, oh, when did they actually tell like, you? Like, towards the end of the trip. I, wow. And the thing about <laughs> it that made it so kind of crazy is that, you know, I don't know about you guys. I still have trouble, like, us being in Utah, there were certain times... I felt my heart going insane because there would be so many people around. And the thing about it in Puerto Rico at the time, they had, I mean, it was summertime and it was like some area that's kind of like where all the bars and stuff are at. And it's packed, dude. It's packed. It's like brim to brim people. And it's like, you're like squeezing through folks. It was my first time seeing that many people unmasked just out and about. Did it like freaked me out? And to know that two of my friends weren't vaccinated who were in that mix of people. I was like, this is it. Like the, the health of it all just freaked me no, out to an extent. It's so nerve wracking. Your heart feels the drop. Did I help you with that? You know what I mean? What? Did you help with that? Yes, you did. <laughs> okay. Oh, sorry. Our, our... <laughs> Our producer Melissa came in and gave me a thumbs up, but I just want to let, let everyone know I don't do the bits anymore. That was Melissa. You actually enjoyed that, that was coincidental. Wait, you I support was just, this, Melissa. <laughs> I do. That was you know, came you on the camera on once. You got <laughs> I missed it. I didn't see. That, I, didn't, I was looking down at my mic. It was smooth. I like that one, and it made sense. It actually hmm. made sense this time. Interesting. Wow. Well, you know when you know when you're like you know you feel that you're like oh no don't know, do it again no no okay all right. Heart feels the drop. Yeah. 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 Your heart feels the drop. I mean, it works. Or you could say your, your heart drops, but that's a weird way to say it. Listen, that's the weird way to say it. I think we should start the show. Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. Tell me to brush my teeth and go to bed. Just, just tell me to go. Tell me to brush my teeth and go to bed. That's tell the way you pick. Honestly, it's James, the only line I could remember. <laughs> it's the only line. I mean, I could it is remember. a memorable line. <laughs> I, I, there were like there were a couple moments. I actually wasn't thinking I would do that. There were a couple moments that I was like, oh, I noted to like remember the line for later and fully forgot it by now. Too much time has passed since I watched it. And I apologize to the deliverer of those lines. I think it was also another one of the kids' lines, though. One of his earlier ones was pretty, was pretty fun. I, I, it's fine. We don't have to talk about it. You can go into this. No, we'll <laughs> talk about it eventually, I guess. For those who are, who are listening for the first time, welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. We are a film review podcast. We review the films of leading Black actors. We talk about them in the context of race and diversity in Hollywood. And today we are reviewing the uh, technically 2022 film, I guess, because it was premiered in Tribeca 
in June 2022, but it was released worldwide on Hulu just like a week or so ago in 2023. This film stars Jermaine Fowler. It stars Anna Conkle. Is that how you pronounce it? I think Conkle is correct. I think that's how I would have said it. It also uh, has Jillian Bell in this. Robin Thede, of course. But of course. And then Utkarsh. But he's been in everything. He's so good. He's in so many Yeah, He started in, the first time I ever saw him was in Game Over, man. No, the music before that. The first time I saw him was in uh, when it was like Anna Kendrick and they were like acapella singers. Pitch Perfect. Oh, is he in one of those? He's in the first one. Yeah, because he is. The big bad guys in the first one was like the all boy acapella group, and he was like yes. one of the ones in that. I think he was like I think he raps. Oh, damn, that's I think okay. I said it right. Utkarsh Ambukar. Yeah, I think he's in. I know he's performed, but he was in the Supreme. What's that movie with the guy who did Hamilton? Oh, I mean, he's about. currently in The Ghosts on television yeah, on, on CBS. Ah. Great, great on that. But he was also in that movie on Netflix that the, oh, what was that movie? That the guys did, the three dudes from... Yeah, Game Over Man. That's Game Over Man. Game what Over Man, talking. yes. But, oh, but P- Pitch Perfect, like, predates that by... Oh, yeah, he, like, that yeah, came like out. That goes, that goes way, yeah. That's like 2012 or something like Like a that. decade before, yeah. Because <laughs> I think he's a part of, what, what is Lin-Manuel's group? It's like the something, something supreme, you know what I mean? That, oh, Freestyle Love, love Supreme. Freestyle yeah. Love Supreme. So I think he's performed with him. I think he's like a, he was a beatboxer in the original... Right. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I realized we haven't introduced ourselves, so... Oh, oh I thought we were done talking about the movie. I thought we could go home. I thought we were done. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We're, we haven't introduced ourselves. There's oh, three of us talking. And uh, just so Shit. you know whose voice is who. The voice that you're listening to right now that sounds... That may drop a baby. That's the like voice. A, Don't get this man. No, 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 no. It's a very <laughs> confident... It's confident a, enough it's to a drop secure, that baby. Like, it's a bee. Kind, cold baby on the ground. Empathetic voice. You can be like, oh, uh, no. Would, He's scared of bees. Would console you if Please. you dropped a baby. That no voice is Jonathan He'd be Braylock. like, how you do that? You know damn well, Braylock would be like, how did you drop a baby? Like, Braylock would not console you. Braylock would drag the shit out of you. I mean, how? I guess it does depend on who it is. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it does depend on who it is. This voice is out of Gerard Milligan. And this voice the is hater. James the third. Oh, Wow. Well, James, he called your voice a pure hating voice, man. That sucks. That's tough. Well, I remember the the gist of the line that I was going to say, the other line that he had. It's the one where the kid is like, it's something like beasting or no dick. Like whatever, <laughs> whatever he's, whatever he's. <laughs> Do y'all remember that line? I thought that was funny. Every time he spoke. <laughs> this is going to, look. <sighs> he said something, he says something like, you find the beasting or you don't have a dick. Melissa all I'm going to say is on this podcast okay we know people in this movie and I'm going to need I'm going to need you to be ready in case I'm like hey we got to cut this sentence out or cut that sentence out because you're going to have to go through with a surgical (laughs) surgical knife to get sentences and then you're gonna have to take a couple words out of sentences to make them. Just make, it go, make it be like it is great. I just, I see all like that car. That, like, yeah, just, it's gonna be. But you know what? It's not gonna be too bad. I'm, ch- I'm chilling. You know what I'm saying, James? I'm a whole new person. I came back from Utah, a whole new human. I don't drag movies no more, James. That's not what wow, I'm here you to don't? do. No, that's incredible. No, that's not I what I'm here have to do. A, my, my, my friend. I was killing time until he was getting back. To be honest. I have a my a friend of mine who did a short last Matt my Matt he was like after doing that he was like oh I realize 
I can't say anything bad about any movie anymore. <laughs> I mean, like, that's how I feel. But you know what? I think I feel the opposite. You feel like you can talk about them even more now? I feel like I'm great. I'm not even going like, I'm not, I feel like I'm really good. It wasn't that he did, he felt like he was bad. It's that he saw everything that went into it, all of the different layers, all the different places in which something can go wrong in a way that he hadn't quite ex- experienced before. So this film, The Drop, has currently a 54% on Rotten Tomatoes, 23% audience score. It was released on Hulu, so it does not have a box office. And the film is about a young married couple that is going to a tropical resort for a destination wedding. The wife, I guess, Lex, she accidentally drops her friend's baby. Tension and hilarity ensue. Ensue. All right. That's what you want to call it. <laughs> Why you have to say it like that? Draws like I'm in the twenty three percent. You want to start? Like, I'm in the twenty three percent. Just want to start initial thoughts. I'm gonna go first. Many friends of many friends of the podcast on this. Yes, this movie features many of our personal friends. Many people who phone numbers we have in our phones, we've done shows with. Yeah, they've done our podcast. And I can say, and I normally shy away from this kind of thing, but I can say from the deep burrows of my heart, the deep burrows. Because <laughs> Bray, listen, me and Bray, Bray, I told you this in Utah. I was like, man, the podcast makes me nervous because we view movies with our friends and I don't like saying anything. I feel comfortable. I not only feel comfortable, James and Bray, I feel proud. Okay. I feel like it is my job I'm about to, to make my... sure our <laughs> listeners know how I feel about this particular movie. So I'm going to mute my audio track. So I was without a here. doubt, if you had asked me how I feel my initial thoughts would be for this film, cut it off. <laughs> do what I couldn't do. Just do cut it what off. I couldn't do. Okay. Stop right. watching. You probably get. You probably play a board game. You know, depending on where you live, there's air outside. It's always good to get air. <laughs> you know what I mean? Check on your family. You know, like I feel like, hey, for that ninety minutes, you know what you hey, do so for ninety Melissa, minutes. I'm, I'm doing my audio track. I'm not present. No, here no, no, for this. no, no. I'm not. But I'm not. I'm. I haven't said nothing bad about the movie. I'm just saying. For 90 minutes, you can read a good book. Michaela Cole has a fantastic book you probably can read in 90 minutes. I have like a black mental health book. You can probably get three chapters done in 90 minutes. You know? Oh, listen. In this 90 (laughs) minutes, I think the audience should probably just do something else. Because you know what it is? I don't want you to have to watch something with people that we know and are friends with and have done shows with and have their phone numbers in the phone. And I don't want you to watch something with them in and go, is this good or bad? So I think you should just not put yourself in the position. Oh. See, that's not a bad so even, to even judge it at all. Why so would you want to judge it? So people should just never watch things that we do or things you know, that like are... <laughs> no, no, no. Someone no. reviewed my... Th- Thing that I made and said, cut it off. I, I would consider that a bad review. <laughs> no, no, think, think about it like this. No, like I'd this. go ahead and consider that. I'd chalk it up to a no, bad No, no, because the person isn't saying anything bad about the movie. Like, the cast is wonderful. 
the cast are friends we know and love. Yeah. So, and it, hey, hey, the weather, <laughs> the weather, listen, that location, the weather looked great. The weather looked great. The weather looked great. They just filmed on the days that it was nice weather. Yeah, it was like an island or something. Like, they probably had a good time. Probably a passport stamp. You got to get those passport stamps. Wow. Okay, I think it's time. Okay, James. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'll go. <laughs> so I so I went into this movie with I had I had heard some negative things about it, and so perhaps based off of how Dara reacted to, I didn't hear from Dara first. I'd heard it from other people first. Some negative things to it, so I went in with low expectations. I I liked it. I like laughed out loud numerous times, like out loud, like deep laughs numerous times, and so. I so I I feel like I'm I I have heard some criticism. I feel like I understand some of it, and we can talk about it as we get into it. But for me, my for me, I had a good time. I thought it was funny. I think I I have one issue with it, and it's that for me, I feel like Jermaine's journey was it, in the at least the way it seemed like on screen hinges on the boy saying that thing that line that dick line. Or no, you're you're an ins, you're you're a you're a simp or whatever it was that he calls him. Whatever whatever th- it feels like, it's building from beta. that as opposed to building from beta. Instead of building from, even though there's stuff that's in there that's happening that 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 perhaps he doesn't want to do, but it doesn't seem like he doesn't want to do it. Like it doesn't seem like he has a negative uh, opinion about it. Like from from a script standpoint, it seems like he just wants to do all of those. <laughs> he wants to do all of those things, and then suddenly the boy calls him a beta. And then that sends him on this journey. And so it doesn't feel like, like when he first has his explosion, it didn't feel like the script earned this. But then by the end, I was like, oh, I get, I get how we got here. But that was my big, my biggest problem was like, it felt like they did, they did a pretty good job putting in what, what, Anna's going through because obviously she dropped a <laughs> she drops a baby and that's <laughs> there is so much to that you know and, and but when they when we get the reverse of them do, of Jermaine doing the same thing that that she did it was just like oh I, I you know I just feel like there could have been more in the in the script for Jermaine to be grappling with this 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 journey a little bit more directly like if we like I was like we're supposed to connect like we're supposed to connect that the mom says that this is white a white people thing to him really believing that, like, I was like, no, like, <laughs> that, that, to me, that felt like something you can, you would brush off, like, that that's a white people thing, that a parent, that a parent, a parent saying that. Well, it was a joke. Yeah, it was a joke, exactly, it was a joke, but then at the end, when his mom calls, and she's like, you know what, I did, you, that was supposed to be like a, oh my god, black people drop people? Like, <laughs> like, that's what we're supposed to get from a script, at least that's what it seemed like, that's what it seemed like to me, so I, so that was my, my biggest frustration is like how that journey is 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 handled. But outside of that, like outside of that, like I I had fun. A lot of a lot of like I said, a lot of deep laughs. I thought the side characters were kooky and quirky and all had something like f- funny to do. And and yeah, I'm excited to talk about it more specifically as we get through it. Wait, Bray, before you start, Melissa, can you do me a favor? Can you mute my mic? <laughs> and I just think like I think that'll save my career 
as we continue this podcast. Just, <laughs> just you can mute it, and then I give you a thumbs up when I say something that we should do. I think you should mute it. Oh, oh wait, I can do it from here. Don't worry, don't respond. I can do it from here. All right. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. Look, I actually thought, yeah, I felt like this movie is. I I feel like this movie is a. It's like a breeze, you know. Like, and I think that's what it was intended to be. It was like, you know, you put it on. It's like you have some couple couple laps. You know, it's like it's not very. It's it's, uh, it's not very intense. You guys love my popcorn metaphor, so I'll give a popcorn metaphor to this. Don't it's say. Like, you're about to say the no, same. Well, describe no, the same bag of popcorn. No. <laughs> It's not the same bag of popcorn. Okay, what kind of popcorn is this one? (laughs) Okay. This is, what is this? This is like, it's like a kettle corn that's not sweet enough. You know? Ooh. Ooh. I do know what you're talking about. Something's here. Like, I'm like, ah. Like, and you're chasing it. You're like chasing the, the, the sweet taste that you want, and you don't quite get it. But there's enough there that you don't stop eating it. But then, you know, just like most of my popcorn metaphors, it ends with, you know, you feeling full, and but you realize you didn't really get a substantial meal. And then you're kind of like annoyed at that. But I don't know. I feel like there's some there's some interesting stuff in here. I do think this is... What? No, there's some interesting stuff. I think there is some interesting stuff in this. It's fine. <laughs> I do think that, like, I do like the performances for the most part. I feel like people were doing their thing. You know, there's definitely some moments where I laughed out loud and you laughed out loud. You laughed out loud. Yes. There are at least three moments. Ooh, I wonder if they're the same. We'll see. I will tell you. What was I it? What else was I going to say? Oh, I feel like this is very similar to White Lotus. We were kind of talking about this offline in the sense that the pacing is a little slow and the jokes are kind of understated and it's not a lot of, it's a lot of like awkward, like humor, like the humor is in the unspoken almost, you know, as opposed to there being like actual, like, you know, like, like full jokes, but there's, those jokes are still there. Yeah. And then it's like, you have a little bit of that, like music that's playing while like the sea is rolling, you know, and the waves are crashing against the shore, you know, that kind of thing. Very White Lotus feel to me. And then, and that's not, and a lot of people love White Lotus. Not my personal taste, but a lot of people love it. So I feel like if you really like White Lotus, I feel like you'll enjoy this. What about if you don't like White Lotus, though? This might not be the movie for you. And that's okay. And that's okay. And I will also say that I, I was not a big fan of White Lotus. And I didn't finish season one, so maybe things would be different had I finished season one. And I hear season two is even better than is even better than season That's one is, is a what I've wild claim. Sorry. Okay, <laughs> I've I have heard that from some. <laughs> but that being but that being said, I di- I I di- definitely enjoyed this movie more than I enjoyed what I what I saw of White Lotus. But I understand, you know, that White Lotus it's not my cup of tea. Yeah, but let's get into this movie, which is called Do we The Drop. Yes, that's yes. what our podcast is. And I thought you were going to mute your mic. And <laughs> this movie this movie starts, it's just like we see the couple, we see Jermaine, and let's see. Right, yeah, what are their names? Manny and Lex. So Manny and Lex are trying to have a baby, and we get like a, you didn't like this shot of their feet? 
They're like, this was great. This was great. You're. Oh, you actually are muted. Oh, oh wait. Oh, maybe we shouldn't have. No, actually, I guess maybe it's good that you were muted. Now yeah, I kind of read muted. your lips. I, right. I, I lo- really liked. I liked this. <laughs> this was this was this was great storytelling. I thought. I, you know, the second it happened, I was like, oh, they're trying to have a baby. Like, uh, like, like, not, their legs are up in a, in a, in a, in a, in a bizarre position. Uh, not necessarily bizarre, depending on how you I have think sex. It's, it's but supposed it's to, is it supposed spe- to help the fertilization yes. process? <laughs> Something about the angle is supposed to help. And you immediately know that it's two people trying to have a baby. You, you, Im- the movie starts and you immediately know details about these people. Not just that they're having sex. But that they are also and it's trying real, to because she's like, but make sure you pull out slowly. Yeah, yeah. This was good. I liked this part. <laughs> we didn't, and, and also just to, just to be clear, we didn't do any weird. We didn't not. I don't want to say any judgmental things about it. We didn't do any James different what, positions, specific positions to James, try to have. This is not a part of my experience. James, what are you talking about? What's happening? <laughs> I'm just talking about my own experience as it relates to what I saw on the screen. We didn't we, we didn't do any different positions like that in that way, you know, positions that w- that would that would suggest like a certain angle would suggest better fertilization than not. We didn't do anything like that, but I could tell that that was what was happening. You know, I I do believe and I, and I do mean this. I do believe comedy can be elevated in the way it looks, in the way it's shot. I do believe some of those more artistic shots that you would see in like an indie or art house film can be applied to comedy. Uh, my belief is that the comedies that do succeed in that, even if you watch a show like White Lotus or a show like Hacks or, you know, Insecure or in Atlanta, the one thing that all those shows do is that you see the faces when jokes are delivered. Because you can't... Comedy comes from facial reactions and like someone reacting to the joke. In this opening scene, you know what? Where's, mute me, Melissa. Mute me, Melissa. I don't. I don't want to. You know what it is? I don't want to diss. I don't want to diss because, like we talked about beforehand, like especially now, like trying to get up for action, I mean, directing jobs. Like I don't want to diss someone's work because I creatively don't agree with it. Is it that like watching this film? I've never yelled out certain things in this film while watching it. I and mean, again, I've never seen White Lotus, so I didn't see kind of the style of this before. But I don't know how to talk about this movie. Well, to be fair, White Lotus is more cinematic, I think, and, and it's, but it probably has way more money, honestly. <laughs> Go ahead. But to respond to what Jirai is saying, I do actually think that this is just a creative, you just creatively disagree with not seeing the, with, with not seeing their, with not seeing their facial expressions. Like it, to me, it was funny. It was, it was actually funny to like see their body in a physical <laughs> position and to hear them talking about it, like it was a funny, it was not just an RT shot. It was, it also was funny to, to me, you know, but like, I guess how many <laughs> comedies do we see that open on like people having weird sex? Like that is like, for instance, like if you watch, if you, or, or hooking up, like if you watch, for instance, you watch the, the, the opening scene of Rami, he does it. You watch the opening scene of a master of none, Aziz is doing it. You watch it like it's, it's, it's a thing that is done so often. <sighs> All right, let's just keep going. I'm happy y'all liked it. All right. Yeah, anyway, we see they're a happy couple. They're trying to have a baby. They're a happy couple. Everything seems to be okay. They're complaining a little bit about this wedding. They both kind of don't want to go to it, but like 
she kind of like gets him to say, you know, he's like, well, why don't we just go visit my mom? Surprise her for her birthday. She's like, no, no, we have to go to the wedding. Do you not want to go? You know, even though she already was complaining about the wedding and she has to write the vows for it and she's making the cake for it. So she feels a little bit like overexerted, which is a real feeling that many, especially women, feel about their friends' weddings because they have there's a lot of work that's to be done. Destination wedding in and of itself is a huge ask because you, people have to f- pay a lot of money to fly themselves out, usually to keep to, you know, stay at a hotel or something on the way. And you have to take time out of work instead of like one day. It's now, you know, four, you know, four or five days. So, yeah. Yeah. Maybe this part actually is more in the movie than it than it than I experienced it while watching it. But this was something that I thought could have been fleshed out more on Jermaine's side is the 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 thing that happens here where he go where he starts talking about like offering suggestions for like where they can go what what they can do instead of going and then and then there's that disconnect of like oh I thought you really didn't want to go I thought you I thought you you know where he says to her like I thought you really didn't want to go and she's like I can't believe you you don't want to go I I see what you mean James I think what was confusing for me was, are these mutual friends or are they, or are they just her friends? It felt like both, <laughs> you know? Two, does he really, did he not like all these friends before he left and before the baby was dropped? Or, or is that just something that happened because he was, you know, in a weird place? You know what I mean? Yeah, well, so like for me, the reason that I would have loved to have seen more of this is... I think exactly what you said of it seemed like both is can be true of someone like for like cat loves loves making plans with people <laughs> saying we're going to be at a place for four hours and then being like James we're going to the blah 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 <laughs> okay and like or or she'll tell me that like maybe blah blah, blah this x y and z is happening but but me as someone who is a, like I love being at home and her is someone that loves being out, like, I'll go along with it. I'll be like, yeah, okay, let's go to this, let's go to this thing. But every time as it gets close, I'm like, I really, I really don't want to go. Friends, friends are not, friends are not. Like, my friends, her friends, both of our friends, or not. And it's something that, like, like, like an explosion, like what happens to, to them in this, is not outside of something that could have happened to now Kat and I are much better communicators than we than we were but you know but 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 at a time like this in their relationship it's not it's not outside of the ordinary of something that could have happened to us so that and maybe that's also why I'm like Jermaine's character needed more blah 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 you know that may also be where that's going from but like I would have loved to have seen that fleshed out more because I feel like his motivations would have been would have been clearer rather than feeling like they were only external you know, his like his I feel like the internal stuff could have been could have been more present. We get so why don't we just get I mean, like, so, oh, then we get, you know, on the plane, we get introduced to the other characters. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> all right. So draw didn't like this at all. Uh, we get introduced to Shauna and Robbie. This is Robin and Utkarsh, and they are a, I guess, could you say a power couple? Does is she has a show on television? Does he, yeah, he produce writes it? on it? Yeah, he, he produces writes and writes on it. it. He produces and writes writes on it, and she seems to be the most kind of 
famous one out of all of them, maybe is an Emmy winner. And then you have Jillian Bell and Joshua who are hosting, you know, they, they live in, where are they? Mexico or, or they own the resort. They own the resort that they're staying at. Yeah. And they have, they apparently we find out later on that they've renounced their U.S. citizenship, which feels crazy. So they, so they're those, that couple. And then you have, oh, right. And, and Robin has an adopted son who's played by Elijah Hennig, who is all, who also played young Rami in Rami, in my favorite episode of Rami, 9-11 episode, if you've ever seen it, very funny. And then you also have, or is that it? No, 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 of course. Then you have the couple, Aparna and Jennifer, who are the couple that's getting uh, married. And Aparna's thing is like, she's, she used to be the most liberal person everyone knew. But since having a baby, she's gotten gotten more and more conservative. And I think we're introduced to her. She's watching some like violent action it's film like a gun. with the baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you take this character and I guess the whole just like, oh, I'm not that liberal. Now I've become like, like a Republican because I had a kid. But then also, but the things that, but also the things that she's watching isn't about like anything to do with like the life of a child. It's like, Oh yeah, yeah, but like, it does sort of seems it does sort of seem like she's saying to her white baby, right, that she respects their right to bear arms. <laughs> it seems like is what she's talking about. It seems like that's the thing that we're supposed to get from. Well, it's this weird thing. I think what we're supposed. I think what we're. I think what we're supposed to believe is that it's not so much. It's not so much that the baby was. It's not like oh, if you have a baby, you'll be conservative. It's more about like, she had a baby and she, I don't know, like got scared at one point and then like started to go down this rabbit hole of online videos that kind of got her to be more and more conservative, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, I guess it started with the, like wanting to own a gun for protection and then, like, that spiraled her into, well, you know, and I do, I mean, there's, there is something to that. We don't, it's not really explored in this movie, but there is something to, like, because we live in such a partisan sy- system of only two parties, you know, the issue, like, if you are a one issue person, which honestly a lot of people are, maybe like a couple of issues, but like, if you have this issue that you care so much about, whatever party kind of aligns with that you start to just make excuses for the other issues that you may or may not agree with, you know? And then eventually we find out she says she's libertarian, but for all intents and purposes, that's still pretty conservative. Out of all that, you're going to be a liberal. You know what? What? Melissa, mute are you me. Mad at the, are you mad at the character for being Yeah, I'm not 100% sure <laughs> what you're mad at now. Because <laughs> there are libertarians. I don't know. <laughs> No, I, that's the thing is, I don't mind a libertarian, but but the whole point is they were setting it up that she, like, the way they set it up is they weren't setting it up like she was going to be a libertarian. They were setting it up like she was about to be, like, some super far-right Republican. And it's like, and they mind that for jokes, but at the end it's like, oh, yeah, all that, all that, like, far-right shit, it wasn't really that. It was libertarian, which I'm like, that's a misinterpretation of, like, libertarianism. You know what? Well, I, well, there are a lot of libertarians that sound like far right republic. I mean, they align on a lot of things, like especially guns, obviously. But like, 
on other things too. There's like a lot of anyway, but the her whole thing was just guns and violence. They didn't really right like they didn't really it was but i guess i was confused on how i guess i was just confused on why like how did this person just become like who just had a kid this person just becomes like hyper violent and likes guns and i'm like but it was like why like was something like it was it wasn't like she was watching it wasn't like she was it wasn't like the first video we saw her it was like seeing a baby getting kidnapped or some shit like that she wasn't watching taken you know what i'm saying it was like I just, hear what I you're just, saying. You wanted just, there just, to be a little bit more logic, be, especially because the joke was very one note, you know, for the most part. There is something about these these side characters that can feel two dimensional at times, where it is sort of just about the the energy of of the 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 character or the like, you know, the like, you know, Robin's conceited, and sometimes that's all. It, like we're gonna wa- we're now gonna watch a. a four hour one woman show you know like it's like and that's the joke we're gonna do there are there are some moments like that for sure and i think that that this character is an is an example of that where that where like we meet we meet her and her her game is like told to us before we even see her i think that's true for pretty much everyone except for maybe jillian bell right like that's the only person who we actually like hear like we we get like she we see her start one way and then on that boat trip we kind of hear like how she actually is like hates her life and like like she is a certain way but she feels like she feels all this sense of regret and like she made a mistake by like doing this and they both feel that way like both of the them feel that way and because they both feel like they've made a mistake that they're trying to undo <laughs> Their their marriage is also strained, and they're like, you know, complaining about each other. Sally, that doesn't really get resolved because that actually was a that storyline was I thought very very interesting at least like because they were they were actually exploring it a little bit because everybody else they kind of didn't really explore everybody else it was kind of it was a it's a comedy so they were just like here's the you know kind of comedic character that you have. Yeah, Robin Thede is conceited and like her character is conceited and and also like sex positive, I guess, in the sense that, you know, and that's her, the, her son's character is just, he's also, I get like, I don't even know, like it's not incel, but it feels like incel adjacent, <laughs> you know, because his whole reasoning. Yeah, like, is he like an Andrew Tate fan? Like he doesn't want to, he doesn't, he, he doesn't, he doesn't want to masturbate because semen is only for procreation but he's like saying like men are supposed to spread their seed like that's what they're that's what we're on this earth to do is like to spread our seed so we will only ejaculate when we're spreading our seed which is truly wild i will say this though as someone did not masturbate for a long time for various points in my life you don't need to it's going to happen. I don't know what people think wet dreams are. Like, I, I know everyone's heard of them. If you do not masturbate, you will have wet your dreams. Body your, body, take care of, your body will take care of it. <laughs> your, your body knows what it is. Yeah. I said the same thing to cat. Yeah, your body's like not going to just let this buildup happen. <laughs> it's going to come out. <laughs> Unless there's actually something medically wrong with you. In the, well, just in the scene when, when he's asking the doctor, the, the gynecologist later, like, oh, how long can a guy go without 
go with, go without ejaculating or whatever, whatever the question was. Cap was like, well, how is she supposed to know that? I was like, well, it doesn't matter. He's going <laughs> to, it doesn't matter if you go without ejaculating. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, she would know about nocturnal emissions and she would right. just say that. She'd be like, <laughs> she would just say that. Yeah, That's your body answer. will probably have a nocturnal emission, you know? And you'd be like, what? And like a wet dream, dude. You're going to dream about, especially if you're already thinking about it so much, you're going to go to sleep. You're going to have a dream about sex and you're going to wake up. And you're going to be like, oops, whoopsies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I spread my seed. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you say it. Lord have mercy. I just feel like they could have actually put 90s porn on his lap, on his computer. I just feel like that wasn't 90s porn. That was definitely present. Why did, it, <laughs> why did I actually know you were going to make a comment about that? <laughs> it was so It's so HD. funny because I was like, it's, it, was, it sounded, but it didn't even sound HD to me. It just clearly sounded like two people were like fake doing a porn setup. And I was like, and I, it, and I was like, I didn't even attempt to... Let me not it was just when they showed it, mad. when they showed the <laughs> it video. Even, it did, it did sound fake. <laughs> and, and then later he explained that it was 90s. And it was like, well, they should have showed us some 90s. <laughs> and if anything, if it was porn. like 90s porn, shouldn't it have been like, you know, like HBO After Dark, like a, like, you know, like yeah, that porno Darius. kind of mu music and like very like, Oh, you know, yeah. It could have been a little grainy too. Yeah, absolutely. Aparna's partner didn't actually, she didn't even get a comedic role to play. and But she wasn't really allowed to be the quote unquote straight man or the, I think we now call it the person of reason. Reason? Oh, that's what they call it? The person of reason? Yeah, I think you're supposed to, we're trying to take sexual, both sexuality and gender out of it. She didn't even get to be that character that much because, she, one, she was not really in it that much. But then, like, her, a lot of her comedy just kind of came from, like, being, like, baby, like, like to Aparna, you know, like, are you sure something's not, you know, wrong? Which I thought was sad <laughs> i was like hey why don't you you gave you gave literally everyone else something to do can you can you not just find something for her to do <laughs> i don't understand and we so we actually didn't really get to know how she felt about pretty much anything other than the fact that she loved aparna but even that is like when some when you have a partner who was super liberal and they are now turning more and more conservative or, or, or let's just say libertarian that's that's a huge shift in things and how does that not affect the relationship you know what i mean like i don't it was weird there's something about the premise of this movie that i actually do like in the sense of it's it's an accident that happens but it's like a big accident you know luckily the baby's okay okay it has to wear a helmet for three months so it's not it's not it's not nothing but it seemed like the way that they played it, it didn't seem like, hey, you know, this like there's going to be some huge, you know, consequence from this. It's like the baby's going to be fine. It, it lived. There's nothing said about like any developmental issues that are going to happen now because it was dropped or anything like that. So there's something interesting about like having that happen and then that being like the release of all these other things that we're actually building up. You know, and people are blaming it on this event, but the reality is like this was already happening. It's just, just this the this is the excuse to let all this other stuff out, which I think the film was kind of trying to do, but because a lot of the characters are so 
two-dimensional, you know, I guess somewhat for comedic purposes. But it's also hard because this movie, because this movie has that kind of grounded comedy, like grounded, understated, slow-paced comedy, it also, we're not getting the benefit of what can be two-dimensional characters of just jokes, joke, 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 joke. You know what I mean? There are not that many jokes. And a lot of the co- like a lot of the comedy is coming from what does feel like semi-real moments. And therefore, I would have loved to see probably some more ex- exploration of, you know, the 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 dynamics that were being set up because I feel like we didn't really get it for most people. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, cuz it, it 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 does uh, it does also kind of feel like by the end it gets brushed off with Jermaine's like can you all fuck off <laughs> feed at the end where he just sort of like just tells everyone to f- I mean I know we're, it, it's all supposed to everything comes to a head at the at the wedding, right? Where everyone like everyone so anything that they've been holding on to they finally re- re- release or, or say at the rehearsal dinner, rather the rehearsal dinner, not the wedding, you know, and the, and the clearest instance of like, everyone's blaming it on the baby, but it's really these other things is that moment when like, when he says, this is all your fault. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is all your fault, by the way, you did this. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I, I would have loved to have, I would have loved to that to have been explored more. This movie is called The Drop. At the beginning, she drops a baby. At the end, she drops a deuce. I think that's actually what the point of that was. Don't you say this. That can't be real. Are you serious? Right? I mean, it is a drop. That's a great movie. It is a drop. I think that that was intentional. Yep. There it is. Boom, boom. Drop, drop. They're in it together, even if she shits in the pool, is what that was supposed to be. The boat, so the boat scene is the best scene. And in that scene, we, we get Aparna punching Anne in the face. And that was, I definitely laughed out loud at that moment. That was, a spe- I think mostly because it came out of nowhere, but it's, it wasn't just the punch. It was like punch. And then immediately she grabbed her and was like, I love you. I love you. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's all right. It's all right. I love you. It's okay. And then she's like, and then she's like, and of course you have to do the vows. Who else is going to write them? You you have to write them, and you can't disappoint me two times. <laughs> and then she said, "You don't cross me it twice," which was that was that was a line. But I liked I liked her like you can't disappoint me again. <laughs> Yeah, I did. There was part of me when she after she dropped the baby, because I didn't know I knew the movie was about dropping a baby. I didn't know it was about one of them dropping the baby. You know, I didn't know anything about it. Beyond no, that. I didn't know. I knew that. And so when she when she dropped the baby, I laughed out loud and screamed, oh, my God, she has to write the vows. And so I thought that it was going to build to like the, the vows being like weird and like having to do with like having dropped the baby and like, and like them talking about like, you know, oh, I will never, I promise, I vow never to drop the baby, you know, like stuff, like something, some weird, like, you know, and then that leading to some kind of like explosion from Anna in front of everybody about what has happened, you know, but instead the vows ended up being like, 
very sweetly written. And so it's you do sort of start thinking about like her relationship with Jermaine and and you know, and how she feels about him and her dedication to him. And I did think that that was I did think that that was it was nice to get the that that idea across in that way. But I do think it would have been stronger to to the point of what was confusing to y'all about them getting back together at the end had some of that language come just from her and spoken directly to him and you know and them sort of talking to each other i don't know again i feel like this is a movie about people not being able to communicate and i think that there could have been more instances of 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 that in a more direct way so that it's clearer and and what to what Bray said, it's more earned at the end when we see, you know, when we see them finally connect. But I do think that the that the pieces are there, and I, you know, that that's what I feel like the movie is about. It. Jermaine jumps off the boat and swims to shore, and she's like, "It might. I think it's might be further than you think." And I just wanted to tell a story about how I was on a boat in a Michigan on a lake, and me and like. My really my friend and then his his friend who I didn't really know, but we were all like, oh, we should like jump off the boat and swim to shore, and we and we were all like, yeah, let's do it, and we did it. I was swimming, 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 what? swimming, 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 swimming. <laughs> Where? How far away were you? Do you know? So yeah, how far is this? This is a great question. I don't know. It looked like it's not that far at all, and all I knew was about the time where I was like, man, I'm really tired. How much further left? And I looked up and I was like. I was basically halfway between the boat and the shore. And I was like, oh, wow, that's a long freaking way. <laughs> what? I was Did like, everybody oh, else no. go the same way? I, I, yes. Like, we all talked about it after. We didn't say anything while we were in the water. And at a certain point, I was like, I got to do the backstroke. I cannot <laughs> freestyle this anymore. I'm literally too tired to do this. <laughs> and so I started doing the backstroke, which helped tremendously because it's like, you're floating a little bit. At a certain point, I was doing the backstroke and then I kind of went to look where I was going and I realized I had accidentally turned around a little bit. And so I was like swimming sideways. And I was like, oh my God, I'm not seeing swimming straight. You almost went backwards? Yeah, I just was like, I almost just like, I was just swimming like, like parallel to the shore, you know, so I wasn't like gaining any ground going closer. And then I finally did it. And by the time we all got there, we were all like so... <laughs> We like collapsed on the beach and I was like, oh my God, I'm never doing that again. How long did it take you? Do you know? Probably like 40 minutes. Three hours is insane. He, but he had a life jacket. That on. was so funny. He gets back and he just stares at her. I swam for three hours. <laughs> he just and his big thing was like, she didn't look for him. Is that what? Like she didn't, oh, she didn't look at the, his Because he was Instagram. like, I, she was like, I watched to make sure you were okay, to make sure you were safe. I watched you swim all the way back. And he was like, no, you didn't. And she was like, yes, I did. And he's like, no, you didn't. And I couldn't tell, like, we never got to the point where she was like, well, I watched you most of the way, you know, which What's is, the, what I was assumed the point? what happened. Well, he was, was just was mad. Was she trying to say just, she didn't check in on her or something like that? He was just mad that she was like lying. Yeah. <laughs> lying and if and it felt connected to like to him kind of fe feeling like she cares she's more she cares more about herself than yeah. But he, but he never says that. Oh, I guess when she says that about herself, he's like that's not who you are. Yeah, that's true. He does say that. Oh, but I but I think he said that because he didn't want that to be who she <laughs> was, right? 
Yeah, Bro, I don't know. Who knows? Who fucking knows? I did appreciate that Jillian, Bell, and Josh, uh, for their performance, they just were giving a a timeshare presentation. <laughs> Try to get money back from this place that they both regret that they bought. I thought that was pretty funny and well set up. Yeah, yeah, that was very funny. And then at the end, they sell it to the kid. Do you accept Dogecoin? He had a bunch of Dogecoin. Yeah, Dogecoin. That was... Yeah, those coins, right? Again, I'm not trying to dis this person's off project under the table. Now, hold on. Now, here's the thing: if was he jerking like, off, he or was yes, he? he was jerking off under oh, the table? He was. He was jerking off under the table, and I had forgotten that he was like I forgot. I'd forgotten that his whole thing was like I can't. I thought he was trying to mentally come. No, no, his other hand was so like his Fully. his right hand was out, Got but it. his left hand was Got it. and then he yeah. Yeah. And I guess we we're supposed to glean that after his conversation with the gynecologist whose name is escaping me, that he was encouraged to come? <laughs> like why was he doing it at the table? <laughs> what? <laughs> what what I don't, it doing? didn't make it didn't make any sense. <laughs> like, what are you like? What is the point? Uh, that did that that didn't make any sense. I was like, all right, okay, we did it. That's all what right. I was thinking in my head. This was such an unenjoyable time. I think that's the thing that's hard because there's so many enjoyable people. It was like it was just so unenjoyable, and I and I haven't had one of those experiences in a while. Because like, you watch Wait, a Green really? Book, which is the worst movie. Yeah, man. Because sometimes if you watch a bad movie, at least it's something to be. You got, like you can you hate. Got into the I can hate a Green Book. Listen, when you watch a Green Book, yeah, like Green Book, <laughs> Green Book being one of the worst movies well, ever made. Like, I can watch you it. Didn't, you didn't enjoy, it but I hated it. But I hated. It. I thoroughly hated it, and I felt justified in my hatred and trashosity. That is Green Book. You know what I'm saying? When I saw hey, the black was a family, very long no, no. time ago. <laughs> no, no, but but Bray, but Bray, I'm saying I watched. I was like, man, this movie sucks. And I looked at that black man's family, and they were like, this movie sucks. And I was like, hell yeah, black people, this movie is a movie that like I wanted to root for. And I think that's the the part that's so hard about it. I'm like, this, uh, you know, uh, we're writing a thing, and I'm like, oh, it may end up being on like a Hulu or Amazon, like, and that is a big deal, and especially like. That is that has now become the platform to make content from people who are like on the come up. And watching this movie and watching some of our friends in this movie, I just wanted to root for everybody, but I had such a hard time and it sucks because then you don't want to like talk bad about it, but it just, it felt so unenjoyable because I'm watching something with people I know and like, but it's not enjoyable. And I felt bad not enjoying it. You know what I mean? And then that was- you have to keep saying it. <laughs> I mean, it was unenjoyable. We've been saying, okay, okay. I'm gonna say, we've been saying, we've been saying, right? We've been saying, it was semi enjoyable. It wasn't, it wasn't, Bray. It wasn't. It hurts me, Bray. I'm hurting. What about me, Bray? What about me? What about my eyes, huh? What about me having to get on this podcast and everyone say you never like a movie? I want to like things, Bray. Let me let me read some of the good reviews. Okay, this is a fresh tomato by the Los Angeles Times. This says, yeah, this says, while the drop doesn't always work as a comedy, it does have the ring of hard-won truth. 
Okay, that seems like a neg, but that was a that was a backhanded compliment. Let me try to get. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here, this is next. This is a, a this is a fresh tomato. This says the cast gives it their all to make sure the best jokes land, but ultimately the drop just doesn't have enough skill to fully make good on its admittedly hilarious premise. Well, yeah, I mean, it got 50, what percent? So it's like, doesn't that in general mean that it came in, you know, like people were like, all right, about right. it. Yeah, like this one, this is a fresh review. This, this, is a, this is positive. This says, the meandering plot can go largely unnoticed thanks to the drop's collection of comedic actors, each offering his, own, his or her own uniquely bizarre caricature. <laughs> I wish everybody could see Bray's face as he reads. Oh, that's a, so that's one of the look. And again, I'm not. I, I don't even want you to read more of these bad good reviews. I'm not trying to diss the project. It's just you know we're not trying to. I'm not trying to. I truly, as a troll as I normally am, I'm truly not trying to make fun of this project. That I'm not trying to do that. I, it, it's hard to like you constructively say you don't like, like it, something. and you wish you liked it. I, you know, I feel I do. The end was a little disappointing for me, but I don't know. I was kind of with it up until I feel like through the boat scene, I was like, I like this. You know, it was a. There's some stuff there. Like I said, I feel like the build up to the blow up in the at the rehearsal dinner wasn't great. I like what happened. It was like, what was the thing that made Jermaine snap? It was just her turning to him and and. And singing like "I love you," like I always want to be with you, or something like that, and like he—that's what made him upset. That was a little weird. Also, did I think I did you laugh when she got the baby again, and then she burped in his face? I didn't laugh at any point in this movie. And I, I only said to be a dick. I genuinely didn't laugh at any point. One of my favorite songs, and if you know me personally, is "This Is How We Do It." And maybe that also turned me off, but I was like, that is one of my favorite songs. Like it is a karaoke you song. Were, you were a, you felt that song was not done justice when they did no. the like at any point. Even when they were singing it at the beginning, I was like, How dare you? Cause you know, when we watched that other movie and they sang Nug if you buck, it was so funny and so like like you know what it is? It felt so inventive because I'm looking at like what was it? It was the pastor and his wife and out of nowhere they're singing well, there's like there's a juxtaposition of yeah. yeah. It just felt so fun and creative. But I was like, I almost was like, why did y'all pick this? Is how we do it. Hey, Melissa, how's your day? Well, no, stop that. <laughs> we, <laughs> Melissa, she can hear me. Oh, we're still doing it? My fault. We're still Melissa, just talk. text us how your day's going. All right. So basically the end of this film is we have a blow up. He goes off on a, on a bender, a Latino family that I guess gets him drunk. They think that his wife has died in a shark attack. And they, she, you know, they're all on the same page. He comes back and he's like, hey, you know what? I, there are things about you I don't like. And you're not enough for me, but I'm not enough for you. And somehow that speech works. And she's also like, I can move to New York. And he's like, well, I don't need to have a baby. And so they're back together. And then we just get a scene of them having the baby. And that's the juice drop, as James mentioned. So sad. Like this is the state. This is what comedies will be now. 
it's two, it's three different things that are happening. It's the fact that one, not that many comedies are being made. Two, the com- a lot of the comedies that do get to get be made are with old stars. So there's like not like the fresh talent is not really allowed to do its thing. And then three, because they're not in movie theaters, it's so much harder for a comedy to do well because you don't get to laugh with other people in the theater. Yeah. And I'm, yeah, man. Yes. Those laughs, those laughs that like you need those universal laughs because, you know, sometimes I laugh if I just hear like James or you laugh. Cause I'm like, all right, that's not funny. But like watching somebody else laugh, it's just, it's infectious, man. I, I said this, I mean, we've been talking about this for a while now, especially since the pandemic, but like lovebirds, like, I thought that would have done so much better in terms of like response in theater. I don't know if it would have made money, but like it would have done, it would have just, it would have played so well. There were so many different things that like you could like the energy or at least the uh, pacing was there that like uh, the energy of the audience would have really been rolling with it, I feel like. And yeah, it's just, it's a shame. It's a true shame. So, that is the drop. You guys have anything else you'd like to say? Well, I don't do I don't do bits anymore on this. So. Well, yeah, I don't do bits either. I was just wondering if you had anything yeah, else to so say. I'm out of like I'm I'm at a point where I don't do bits. So so now I'm good. I feel like I'm good. We can move on. Go to the next. Uh, I was trying to think because I was like, oh man, this movie needed a little something, but you know, uh, it's so crazy because sometimes you're watching a movie and it's like, yeah, what can what can save this movie? And I'm like, you know what could have saved this movie? If somebody would have just stopped the drop from happening. Yeah, it sucks. And yeah, and you're the the movies you brought up too, like Hangover. Hangover, that particularly like, yeah, getting to that end sequence, so funny. Yeah, man. And it's like the look like the quote unquote comedies that we have now are just like. It's like freaking Jumanji too. You know what I mean? Like that's our comedy. Like that's what we have. Like that's hell. Freaking Glass Onion too wasn't even in theaters except for like one week. Damn, Glass Onion. I do think I would have liked that movie more if I saw it in theaters. I think so too. I I don't think I saw the first Knives Out in theaters. I think I did see the first Knives Out at home. So whenever I say that about Knives Out too, I'm like. I guess it's still not as good <laughs> because I know that I saw the first one at at home, like a screener or something. But I do think that like had I not watched it in, in pieces, it would have been it would have been better. Okay, so Gerard, do you have anything less left you want nope. to say? Nope. I don't want to say anything else about this movie. Yeah, and neither do I. So Okay. Because so no, what would have happened, okay. whatever would happened, Bray, if something would have like saved the movie, you just needed when she's about to drop that baby, a hand to come out of the way and go like, oh, out the door, I, I got it. And it's like Shaq, now not even Steel, but what? just like Shaquille O'Neal because he don't drop balls. <laughs> he just like caught the baby, like baby ass would just fell in the sand. Let me just talk to Hollywood real quick, okay? Let me and the baby would have just went quick, up okay? and it's like, oh, what? shit, Shaq, where you come making, from? If we're going to do a comedy, okay? If you're going to do a comedy, Hollywood, That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Don't be afraid to make a comedy joke after joke after joke, minute after minute after minute. I'm Shaq could have pumped the baby. We don't need to do this, Okay? It's time for the cause. They don't have to be. 
They don't have to be artsy. It's they time can be for the cause. We rate and review films not based on how much we like them, but whether or not they help the review the cause of more leading black actors in Hollywood. If it fully helped the cause, we give it a black fist. If it somewhat helped the cause, we give it a white palm. If it did not help the cause at all, we don't give it anything. So on the count of three, we will raise our review for the drop, not based on how much we like the movie. Here we go. One to two and a three. Okay. One black fist, one white palm and nothing. Draw. Oh, I gave it. I gave it nothing because I, I don't. I don't. I'm, yeah, I don't. Jermaine. Jermaine is in Coming to America, and he's in The Blackening. Like Robin Thede has Black Lady Sketch Show. The other dude has Ghosts. Like I almost feel like. Oh, is Jermaine the them. lead of The Blackening? He's one of them. I guess I didn't think of that movie as having. A lead. I mean, he, 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 yeah, he, he, you know, based on the script. I mean, and my point is like, I almost feel like this did more damage than helped. All right. Well, I mean, yeah, James, I mean, Gerard, I mean, oh, goodness, what am I doing? Jermaine, <laughs> look at all these J names. He wasn't talking about Jer- either one of us. Either one of us. <laughs> this is wild. <laughs> Jermaine is incoming to America, but you know, Eddie's dominating that. And I feel like, you know, this is a nice, this is a lead role for him in a movie. I feel like that's a little, that's some. Yes, I, that's why, that's exactly why I gave it a fist. This feels like, even though this isn't like a big ensemble cast, to me, it felt like this was a movie about him and Anna. And so playing this like lead role and also playing like a grounded lead character you know that's not it's not like you know it's not like it was like i guess i'm trying to figure out how to say this because both are fine like it would be fine if this was like jermaine being like super silly for for 90 minutes like that would be fine but there was something cool about the sort of the rendering of the character being like a grounded romantic lead i guess you know is 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 sort of what what i would say so i thought that that was i thought that that was cool and 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 definitely differs from the other roles that that i've seen him uh in and and so yeah yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. You can follow us at Black Men Podcasts, Twitter and Instagram. Blackmenpodcast.com is our website. We have links to merchandise via TeePublic, like t-shirts and iPhone covers, things like that. We also have a link to a defunct Patreon. The Patreon still exists. There's a year's worth of episodes on it, but we don't do any more new episodes. So you can subscribe to that for $5 a month. Listen to all those episodes, bonus episodes. Unsubscribe whenever you like, or keep it subscribed because you just want to support us. Thank you. We appreciate that. And thank you to all our Patreon subscribers. Also, you can review us on iTunes. If you give us a five-star review, we will read your review on the air. And before I do that, I also want to mention that we have a show. Actually, wait, no, this is this will come out in time. Yes, we have a show February 5th. That is a Sunday. It also happens to be my sister's birthday. Happy birthday, Kimberly. We have a show at UCB Theater in LA called Black at the Movies. If you go to blackmenpodcast.com, click on shows, there is a a ticket link there. I think it's like, what, $12, $10? 
Hold on. It's, it's under 20. It was, it's it was 20. 15 last time, and 15 might okay. have been the door price. But check it out. It's out the UCB website. You'll see. Oh, and you can follow me at John Raylock. You can follow me at James Third Comedy on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, jamesthirdcomedy.com. Third is 3RD. You can still listen to Corrupted Files. It is every Friday at 6.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's on the AMP app. I have a bunch of fun people this month going into going into February. Vanessa Lee Chester's episode is actually coming up this week at the end of this week. Uh, the week after that is we have Lisa Foyle. She was on all that and Malcolm in the Middle. Josh Server is the week after that. He was also on all that and good and in Good Burger. And then uh, we'll see. Ale- I've had Alex Cole pending for a few different episodes now, but we'll see. She's my last guest in February. Um, Again, that's 6.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And then also on February 5th, February 5th is the last day to donate to my Kickstarter for the comic book Junior. Again, it, it did reach its funding goal in two weeks. Thank you to everyone that has donated so far, but I am raising towards stretch goals. There's one last week um, to donate. This is the last week for that. So please... Support, you can get $6 copies of the digital copy of the issue. All right. You can follow me at Gerard Milligan on Twitter and Instagram. And if you're in Los Angeles, February 9th through the 20th, I'm not sure the dates yet. Our short film, Mahogany Drive, will be at the Pan-African Film Festival. It should be fun. They have a week of cool events from what I heard. The moment I know when, but just set your calendars for February 9th through the 20th. All right. And we have a review by John D. in NYC. He says, I love this podcast. Your episode on devotion answered a lot of questions for me about your philosophy around Black pain. There are times, such as your review of Till, where I ask myself, wouldn't movies that center Black experiences in America have to center Black pain and American racism or else fail to show a true picture of the Black experience? In this episode, you explained how you don't have answers yet but that younger BIPOC filmmakers and artists are struggling to come up with answers to this question. I look forward to the art that will come from your struggle. It may not always be easy or comfortable, but it will be important. Also, Jonathan, the bit is dead, let it go. Wait, what? What are you talking about? The bit is dead. I have let it go. I don't think you have, Bray. That's why they're saying it. You know what I mean? I think they, I think they're like... No, that's just a bunch of coincidences, but the bit is dead. All right. I don't think anyone believes Thank you, you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Peace! Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Produced by Melissa D. Bonts. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcast on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Forever Dog Team to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Meow, meow, meow.